Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. It's 2010. Two brothers, aged 7 and 11, walk out of a Sudanese refugee camp in Chad, East Africa. They're carrying the family washing. So I told my little brother, let's go um, do our laundry. One of them won't come back. There, we don't have any, like, laundry places like here. So we go down to the rivers or the oceans to wash our clothing. So we went, we washed, we swam for a bit, and then he decided he wanted to do it, he wanted to go. Izzy tells his younger brother Eunice he's leaving. Man, I told him, walk back home. I'm going somewhere. Don't follow me. So he told me to go back home and then just let them know so they, they don't get worried. So I was the messenger to go and tell the family that he has travelled. With that, 11-year-old Izzy left on foot. He left the camp, left the country. So I walked to a different place. Where was that place? Like just Cameroon. You, know, you walked to Cameroon? It's not far. It's Chad, you know. Hello, how are we doing today? <laughs> Fast forward to a dance space in West Auckland, Aotearoa 2023, where that same runaway boy, now a 24-year-old man, is helping a new generation of displaced people find their feet and their voices. I'm Kadamri Ragukumar and this is Here Now. This week, Phil Vines at an NGO in Tamaki Makoro that uses dance and drama to help young refugees gain confidence in an often strange and confounding country for them. Mixit is based at a suburban two-storey place on a quietish road in New Lynn. For ceramics fans, not far from where they used to make crown Lynn plates. Kia ora. How's it going? Oh. Hi, you must be Wendy. I am. Wendy's been the artistic director for 19 years. My name is Izzedeen Ahmed Abdullah. I am 24 years old. And how long have you been in New Zealand? Uh, 11 years. Okay. Yeah, I've been in New Zealand for 11 years. Uh, I haven't I haven't been back home since I left, so it's it's a long time. 11 years since Izzy was in Africa. 11 years since he came back from his walking odyssey to Cameroon. Izzy's just finished a business course. For now, he's living and working at the Mix at HQ. I see you get to sleep here as well. Yeah. Oh, nice. Temporarily. Yeah. Temporarily, says Wendy. A single bed and a light, medium-sized room. Got a mic in the corner and a tambourine and... A guitar and three phones. You really need three phones, Izzy. <laughs> Izzy's got plenty of irons in the fire. Business is Our business is booming. Rap music, screen printed t shirts, and his youth work. Why do you want to help the youth? Like, youth grow too fast so they forget the youth side. So, my job or our job is making sure the youth 
don't lose their youth side. They can still grow slowly. They don't grow up too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And they can be like creative as they want. Izzy knows what it's like to grow up quickly. I wanted to know more about why he left his family at the refugee camp in Chad. He explained that his father had died from illness. Izzy and his dad were close. He was like my best friend when he passed away. I just didn't feel like being in that area. The best way was like me leaving the place or me committing suicide. You know, because I didn't feel like I belonged there. I didn't feel like I was alive. So I decided to go to another place. Not wanting to visit his deep sadness on his family, he took himself off for two whole years. And there's no phone to communicate, by the way, you know. They don't know, my family don't know where I'm at. But I know where they are. Yeah. And after two Your years... Your mum must have been so worried about she you. She was. How old were she you was. then? I was. I left when I was 11, I came back when I was 13, so... Yeah. And you just went on your own? Of course, like... <laughs> when Izzy returned, he learned his family had been offered a refugee placement in New Zealand, a country he'd never heard of. Touching down in Tamaki Makauro in the middle of the night, Izzy and his four siblings got something of a fright. So when we landed, like, we had a whole, like, people coming doing haka. Now we're surprised because we'd, we'd never seen this before. It was scary because yeah. we, were, we were kids at that time. We were like, whoa, we're going out hiding behind our moms and we were like what 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 is this like what we got ourselves into new zealand takes 1500 refugees a year according to the latest census there are 231 sudanese living here mainly from the south Izzy's family are the only people from darfur in west sudan does that make it a bit more difficult it does i mean so the language that we speak is called masalit in this country, no one speaks it. No. No one. It wasn't until Izzy got to New Zealand, he says, that people pointed out the colour of his skin. <laughs> I learned racism in this country. Yeah. You know. And, like, in Chad growing up, we had a lot of white people around too. Yeah. And they were no racist to us. But no one comes and tells you what colour you are or what you are, because you already know what you are. Yeah. Well, when I came to New Zealand, going to school, and someone comes and called me black... And I was like, whoa, I really know that, but I don't need to hear it, you know? And it kept happening. And I was fighting all the time, all, all the time because of that. So you were physically fighting people that yes. were racist to you? Yes. Fair to say school wasn't going brilliantly. Then a friend told him about this place where young refugees go to do drama and dance. At 15, Izzy says he was angry and shy. The first session I attend, they were dancing. And... What I mean, sort of dance was it? It was just, I think, contemporary. I mean, I love dancing, but yeah. like every Mexican session you go to, like there's always music and we always start with a dance. And it doesn't matter what topic we're doing, we always start with a dance. And I wanted to dance, but I'm too shy because I don't know no one. I only and know how old person. are you then? I was 15, okay. 16, somewhere that's there. A, that's a pretty hard age to walk into a group of strangers and start yeah, dancing, eh? Yeah, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> But the next week when I came back, it's like I know everybody. Okay. Know? And then my confidence just, just grew. At Mixit, he became a group leader and then an alumni. Now he works for them. He's invited us along to one of their Saturday classes. 
an upstairs dance studio with a United Nations of Cultures. How many people are going to be here, do you think? I think about 25. But some are still coming, but... Uh... That's Izzy's younger brother, Eunice, the seven-year-old boy from down by the river. Up here, they're pretty much all whānau, wherever they're from. Oh, Izzy's... He's a brother from another mother. Sujan's from India. Yeah, he's just awesome. He's so talented. He does so many different things. And I always, I look up to him. He's definitely an inspiration. Rana's of Iraqi and Syrian extraction. He is really shy, but he uses that as a strength when it comes to Mixer. And you can see he really holds the space with his creativity and his silent leadership. Mixit uses games as an icebreaker. First, a playground favourite, Four Square. Basically, this game is the same game as we call um, handball in high school. Everyone's pretty smiley, eh? Yeah, yeah. we have to. This is the place, this is the, like, place where everybody just come and be themselves, you know? Yeah. Whatever we're going on in our day-to-day life, on Saturdays, we forget about it. We like different plays, creative zone. It's all pretty high energy. Teenagers bursting with enthusiasm in a non-judgmental zone where they can mentally relax and physically let go. Then there's a kind of Simon Says game taken by Rana where you have to move your arms to the right place on command. (laughs) By definition, most of these young New Zealanders started life in a refugee camp or a war zone. The sound of a hard-earned peace agreement falling apart. The fighting's been very intense in Izzy's home country of Sudan. While the world's attention has been focused on Ukraine and Gaza, between May and October last year, an estimated 10,000 Sudanese were killed. Izzy says he avoids the news and learns what's going on from WhatsApp. Like we got family group chat where they inform us everything that happened, like... I think it was two months ago, like over 21 of my family got killed in that genocide. Oh my genocide. gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so it's, it's just happening every day. So like, and family what? been showing us there for a long time. I just, like for me, like I, I get sad and I don't like showing my emotions. And in that case, like I always tell my mom, like, I don't want to see it. But I do storytelling and I try to like explain what's happening there here, but it's it's hard, you know. This year, 1.3 million more refugees have fled Sudan. 4.8 million people have been internally displaced. Over 35 years, they're just doing the same thing over and over. People go and start new life, and they will come and kill them again. They go start a new one. They come and burn their houses. Yeah. You find that hard to understand? I mean... Of course, like, I'm in this country where, like, these people never met me before, but when we got here, they did welcome us. And then they gave us a house. I go to school, like, I can go anywhere in this country freely, you know. But these are not my people, but they became my people. Both brothers are keen to return home, though Eunice is cautious. I definitely want to go back. I've always wanted to go back. There's, like, I mean, everybody, even my mom wants to go back and live there, but it's about whether it's safe to go back or not. Yeah, there's, you know? a, there's a big war going yeah, on there right yeah. now. Yeah, so like, it's always, I mean, everybody wants to go back home. Nobody wants to be in someone else's country forever. But it's more about whether my home is more safer 
or the country that invited me is more safer for me. You can like, because they're the ones that are protecting me right now. And if I go home and lose my life, then all the th achievements that I've got in New Zealand, all the things that I said I'll do for my mom, I might not achieve it, you know? In the studio, the rooms become a mass of swirling youth and dress-ups. They're lip-syncing, great for radio and podcasting, to some pretty mainstream anthems. But it's the dance and drama that Izzy learnt at Mixit that's had the biggest impact on his new life, getting him out of trouble and into helping others. Maybe even saved him. They show me a different way of like surviving or living, you know. Like they kind of unlock my creative side inside that's been hidden. And yeah, I don't think with that makes it I would be where I am today. From like, cause I didn't tell you this, but before I joined them, like I was kind of not going to school or kicked out of course of the fighting. And when I come here, like, it was like, I haven't had a fight since I joined Mexico. Or like even going to altercation with someone. So they told me to be humble, um, learn every day, and like treat people the way you wanted to be treated. And yeah, life is just full of learnings. Like there's obstacles where we, we jump over and we just carry on. Yeah. Keep jumping. Yeah. <laughs> that was Phil Ryan with this week's episode of Here Now. My name's Kadimri Lagukumar and I'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.